Okay, hello everyone and welcome to today's webinar on how to kickstart your job search, brought to you by Fish for Jobs and The Daily Mirror. Before we get started, just want to check everyone can hear me okay. Um, you can do this by typing something into the Ask a Question button below, just to let me know something like, yes, I can hear you fine. Okay, seems like most of you can hear me. That's great. For those um, of you who do have any technical issues logging in or hearing me, there is a live tech event support button below. So click on that and um, they'll be able to help you. Also, I'd like to draw your attention to the resources tab below where you're going to find a wealth of careers advice, CV templates, tips. I'll also reference it throughout the webinar. Um, but if you want to have a play around with that and see what we've got and download for free. Okay, so I'm Charlotte, um, Head of Marketing Fish for Jobs, and I'm going to just talk to you for about 20 minutes or so about the key steps in your job hunt. I mean, we know that job hunting is a job in itself. We've got limited time today, so we're just going to focus on the key elements to really help you kickstart your job hunt. There is more careers advice available on fishforjobs.co.uk forward slash careers hyphen advice as well. Okay, so first step, career goals. Where do you start? So some of you will know exactly what you want to do, and that's great. But for most people, whether you're just starting out in your career, returning to work, or looking to switch careers, you're probably wondering, what job should I go for? So a good place to start um, is to consider three things you can see on screen. So what jobs are you qualified for? What's your skills and experience? What jobs do you want? What do you enjoy doing? And then what jobs are available on the market? And you can see that red circle in the middle, that is the sweet spot that we're aiming for. A good way to sort of see what's, what's out there is to do the first, what jobs are qualified for, what jobs you want, and then have a search online at Fish for Jobs by keywords and just see actually in your location how many jobs are coming up. That should give you a good view of the job market. Okay, so once you've decided the types of jobs you want to go for, how do you go about targeting the right jobs? Um, so obviously at Fish for Jobs, we hope that you're going to use job sites like Fish for Jobs, but we always do recommend a multi-channel approach. So um, in addition to job sites, you've got your newspapers, your national and your local newspapers, you've got local career fairs, you've got social media, LinkedIn, probably being the main one, you've got networking and word of mouth, you've got going to employer websites directly, and of course you've got your recruitment agencies. And make sure you get the latest jobs first. So one great way um, of kind of avoiding having to go to job sites every day and running the same searches is to set up jobs by email. You simply put in the location, keywords, or job titles, and salary um, expectations for the jobs you want. And then every day when new jobs get loaded onto the site, you get sent an email um, alerting you to them. So it's a great way to get the, get the jobs first and beat the competition. And then how about this hidden job market that we sometimes hear about? This is a rather scary graphic on the screen there. It's estimated that 70% of jobs are not advertised. Instead, employers, um, they might just advertise them internally, so you never see them. They might use their own networks or word of mouth, or they'll use recruitment agencies to source candidates. Okay, we can't help you with those first two, but we can help you um, get your CV in front of the right recruiters. So there's thousands of recruitment agencies across the UK. But how do you make sure you're connecting with the right ones? 
So rather than going to all the different recruitment agencies, it's far easier to put yourself out there on sites like Fish for Jobs and let the right recruiters come to you. So recruitment agencies use CV databases like the Fish for Jobs CV database to source candidates. So when you upload your CV to Fish for Jobs, make sure you tick the Make Visible or Publish box. And then make sure you use the right keywords so it gets found. So recruiters search the CV database in the same way that we search for things on Google. They use keywords. So look at the jobs you're applying for. Look at the keywords they have in there. Make sure they're in your CV. I'm not talking about just sort of spamming your CV full of keywords, but just make sure they're, they're in there in the right places. And keep your CV fresh. Recruiters want to contact active job seekers. They don't want to be phoning around and people saying, actually, I'm no longer looking for a job. So they might select the option to only search for CVs that have been updated in the last month, last week, or maybe even the last 24 hours. So keep updating your CV and uploading it. If you decide that you no longer want to, to look for a job for whatever reason, you can always make your CV non-visible or non-searchable on any job site. That means it's still in the CV database, but it can't be found. That means when you start job hunting again, you can just quickly go in and make it visible again. Okay, so that moves us on to your CV. Um, your CV is the most important document of your entire career, but how do you sell yourself on two pages of A4? You know, it's estimated that the average recruiter spends less than 30 seconds viewing your CV. So how do you make sure that your CV ends up in the shortlist? You know, there's a wealth of advice on CVs out there. What we've done is pulled together a list of the top do's and don'ts based on feedback from our recruiters and employers. Also got some um, CV tips and templates in the resources section below. Okay, so starting off with the top don't for your CV, the number one complaint of employers and recruiters consistently is poor spelling and grammar, so typos. We are blind to our own mistakes, especially if you've been reworking your CV many times. So get someone else to check it to make sure it's error-proof. Do keep your CV to two pages. There are a few exceptions to this, but generally speaking, there's no reason why it should be longer than two pages. We often get asked, what's the perfect layout? Well, there is no perfect layout, but generally speaking, make it easy to scan, read, use headers, and embolden when necessary. Have a nice chronological flow, i.e. start with the most recent, so start with present and work back. So your most recent job, your most recent education. Um, if in doubt where to put something in your CV, um, in general, lead with the best stuff first. So if it's something really relevant to job you're applying for, maybe put it in your personal profile or high up on the CV, definitely on the first page. Don't use fancy formatting. So a real-life example of someone who's a big fan of pink and unicorns. You know, you don't want to stand out for the wrong reason. Um, unless you're going for a super creative role, graphic design or something like that, white paper, black ink, and a professional font, font size 11 um, normally works. Do have CVs for different roles and industries. Um, I know this seems like a lot of work, but if you're applying for different roles or different industries, you need to emphasize different things. And it really is just tweaking your personal profile and maybe you know, a bit about your jobs, emphasizing different skills and experience. You know, don't make it hard for recruiters to see why you're the right person for the job. You need to present it to them easily. You might know why you're relevant 
uh, that you've got relevant skills and experience at the bottom of page two, but the chances are they'll never make it that far, so make it easy for them. Don't include too much personal data. So there's a list of, of things you don't need to include on your CV, date of birth, age, marital status, children, and so on. Um, if you are filling out an application form, they might ask for this information, but generally speaking on your CV, it's not necessary unless they ask for it. Um, photos, uh, I know in parts of Europe, it's quite common practice to include your photo, but in the UK, it's not necessary, unless perhaps you're applying for a job as uh, actor or a model or something like that. Do include relevant hobbies and interests. So I've lost count of the amount of times I get CVs. And at the bottom of page two, it's hobbies and it's, you know, enjoys reading, going to the cinema, walks in the countryside, which are all very nice. But unless you're applying for a job in one of those industries, are not relevant. If you're going to include hobbies and interests, include ones that demonstrate particular skills relevant to the job you're applying for. So if you're going for a job that needs leadership, mention that you're a captain of a school hockey team. Um, if you're going for a job that involves public speaking and presentations, yes, mention your, your, your drama club or any role that demonstrates that. Okay, and then don't just say it, prove it. Um, there's so much competition out there that you need to stand out from the crowd and you need to be able to back up what you say on your CV. So if you're saying that you've got great customer service skills, mention that you're awarded Customer Service Advisor of the Month. If you say you're great at selling, show how you've you know, exceeded or hit your targets. And finally, do personalize your personal profile, as the name would suggest. Now, what's your personal profile? This is a paragraph that normally sits at the top of your CV. Sometimes it's called career objective, introduction, something like that. This really is your sales pitch and consists of three sections. It's a summary of who you are, education and work history, your skills and achievements, and what job you want, your career aim. And tips here really are to avoid cliches, things like hardworking, good timekeeping, punctual, and keep it concise. You know, a paragraph is fine, and tailor it to the role you're applying for. So before when I mentioned having different versions of your CVs, this is really the bit you need to tailor. Um, so we've got a resource uh, for you to download as well, which is about how you write a profile that packs a punch. Okay, so that's it for the CV do's and don'ts. Moving on to cover letters. Again, we often get asked, cover letters, should I bother? Um, often this is an, e an email that you send with your CV attached, or it could be when you apply for a job on a job site, there's a space to put in a cover letter. The simple answer is yes, you should, because the majority of candidates don't include cover letters or very brief cover letters. So if you do, it really stands, uh, sets you apart for the right reason. Some top tips for, for a great cover letter. Keep it short, structured, and snappy. Tailor it to each job you apply for. Back it up with relevant examples. Um, your cover letter is also your chance to bring your reader up to speed on your current situation. So are you returning to work after a career break? Um, are you looking to switch industries? Are you about to be made redundant? Um, as with the CV, make sure you proofread it or get someone to proofread it so it's error-free. It sounds really obvious, but remember to include your address, telephone number, and email so it's easy for them to contact you. So again, we've got some resources for you to download um, and some templates and cover letters. So once you've done that fantastic CV and cover letter, hopefully you'll start to get interviews. 
And that's time to sell yourself face-to-face. So we've pulled together a list of the most common interview mistakes based on feedback from our recruiters and employers. And number one is poor body language. So it's estimated that 70% of communication is nonverbal. We all have physical quirks that we're unaware of. <laughs> so make sure you practice with someone who will give you honest feedback because it's a really easy thing to, um, to fix. It could be lack of eye contact. It could be fiddling with the hands. It could be uh, kicking your foot, something like that. Um, number, uh, the second most common interview mistake is failing to do your homework. So make sure you research the company. Go on their website. Find out. Look at their recent press releases. Make sure you know the job inside out to look at the job advert or specification. And make sure you know your CV inside and out. Do stay positive throughout. There's going to be a couple of tricky questions in there. Interviews are hard. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, it's complete failure. So if you answer the question badly, that's fine. Move on. And you can still salvage the rest of the interview. Make sure you dress the part. Um, it sounds really obvious, but sometimes people do get let down by this. If you're going for an office job, then, you know, a, a nice, simple, smart suit. Um, if you're going for something more creative, then maybe you can go a bit more casual. But just, you know, think about the type of job you're going for. Even doubt, go a bit smarter than you think you need to be. And then finally, lack of confidence. I mean, most of us do not enjoy doing interviews and are, are not naturals at it. But just, you know, try to stay upbeat and, and enthusiastic. It can go a long way. So again, we've got a bit more detail on this in the resources section below. And common interview questions. So we've pulled together a list of the five questions that will be in there, will be in your interview in some shape or form. I mean, you never predict what you're going to get asked, but these five questions will be in there um, somewhere. So the first one, tell me about yourself. This is a really horrible uh, question. And the sort of risk of you starting to ramble and go off on a tangent on this one is quite huge. <laughs> so make sure you practice one in advance. So it could be, they could ask you, can you give me a summary of your work experience? They could say, so why are you here today or why are you looking to leave your, your current job? So make sure you nail this question. Keep it uh, concise and clear. Remember, you have got the rest of the interview to go into more detail. Secondly, why should we hire you? Again, they might not ask you that directly, but um, it will be in there. And you need to show why your skills and experience make you the best candidate for this job. What are your weaknesses? Um, it's quite an old-fashioned question, and sometimes they do still ask it in this way. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? If they don't ask you directly, it probably will be in there, or they might pick up on some, uh, a weakness in your CV, a particular skill or experience that you don't have that is needed for the job. So make sure you've got these areas covered. If it's something that you don't have, you might you know, be honest about it, but say you're really keen to learn more. Uh, you might want to bring in stuff you've done outside of work, stuff you've done at school or university, which is relevant. Why do you want this job? Again, hopefully they will ask you this uh, directly, but if not, it will be in there somewhere. And if they don't, make sure you tell them why you want the job. Um, you know, enthusiasm for the job, for the company is really, really important. You know, if you had two identical candidates in terms of skills and experience, but one was more enthusiastic, you know, every time they're going to go to an enthusiastic candidate. And then can you give me an example of when you – it's a bit of a trick question. <laughs> 
because we can't guarantee what they're going to ask you. But if you look at the job advert or specification, it will be in there. Make sure you have examples to back up every skill, experience that they're looking for. So again, another resource to download below on common interview questions. So moving on to social media, how can you use social media to your advantage? Well, before you can start using social media to your advantage in your job search, you need to do what I call cleaning up your act. It's estimated that 80% of employers Google candidates before interviewing or hiring them. So if you haven't already, Google yourself and see what comes up. You know, do the search results for your name position you as the ideal employee? If they don't, if there's stuff on there that you wouldn't want a potential employee or current employer to see, delete it, make it private, get rid of it. Make sure you keep good company as well. Like, do you have people out there who are tagging you um, in photos and in posts that you wouldn't want employers to see? And make sure you use professional names, particularly for your email address. You might want to set up a new email address just for your job hunt. And, you know, generally speaking, sticking with your name, first name and surname, or as close as, is a good rule. Um, and once you've cleaned up your social media profile, you might want to set up Google Alerts to monitor it. So Google Alerts are simply emails um, that you get sent every time your name appears online. So you get sent an email with a link to where it is. So then you can make sure that you, uh, if it's not something you want an employer to see, that you get rid of it. So you really don't want to be like this poor chap um, in the photo. <laughs> so once you've cleaned up your profile, how do you start using social media in your job hunt? Well, there's probably two main ways. You've got LinkedIn and you've got a blog. Um, so LinkedIn is basically your personal profile, and you can use it to build up a, a valuable network of business contacts. Um, so recruiters often use LinkedIn to search for candidates, so make sure your details deliver. You think of your LinkedIn profile as your online CV and pack it full of skills, qualifications, and experience. Um, remember to include the keywords potential employers may be searching on. And make sure you get recommended. So ask current, former colleagues, bosses, uh, people who work for you to recommend you on LinkedIn. Um, if you work in particular industries, you might want to build an online platform or a blog for yourself. So just create a buzz around your name and to really position you as an expert in your field. So most blogs are simple and you know, free to use. Um, and once you're up and running, you know, build that loyal following and try to catch the eyes of potential employers by linking your posts to Twitter and LinkedIn. And then finally, staying upbeat. It can take a while to get a new job, particularly if you're looking for a very specific role or small search area. So if you feel like you're putting in a lot of effort but not getting the results, it can become, you know, it'd be easy to become disheartened. So how do you break the downward spiral and stay positive in your job hunt? Well, the main way really is to be objective, um, which can be hard uh, given something as emotive as your job hunt. First stage really is to try to identify where it's not working for you. So you do this by getting feedback. Um, if you're not getting interviews, is there something on your CV that doesn't position you correctly, it's not selling yourself. So get someone to review your CV, uh, maybe somebody who works in the industry you're trying to get into. If you're getting to interview stage but you're not getting offers, is there something about your interview techniques? So again, practicing 
with someone or trying to get feedback from the employer or recruiter uh, for the roles you've interviewed for. If you've gone through that phase and there's nothing glaring in your CV or interview technique, is it a skills gap? Are you applying for jobs but maybe you don't have the necessary skills or experience? So then you need to consider some training, uh, maybe volunteering outside of work to build up those skills, or maybe something in your, in, if you're in the job at the moment in your current role that you can do to build up those skills. If it's not a skills gap and there's nothing wrong with your CV or interview technique, then maybe it is time to reassess your career goals. So going back to um, that diagram with the three circles, when we talked about finding that sweet spot, you know, it could be that the job market is just not um, as buoyant as you'd like it to be for that and the jobs you're going for. It could be that they're, they're few and far between, particularly in the location in which you're searching. It could be that actually there's lots of, you know, a lot of demand for those types of roles. Um, you've got two choices here, really. You can, you can hold on and keep going for it. Um, if, if you're in a position to do that, or you might want to look at different jobs or different roles or different industries. So really just going back to that. So there is a case, and you do decide to reassess your career goals and change them, then it's a case of uh, you know tweaking your CV and interview technique as necessary. Okay, so that's it for me. Um, but just before I go, I'd like to do a quick poll. Um, we'd like to know from you what you'd like us to do future webinars on. Um, so we've got a few ideas here on screen. Uh, we think of doing one on mature job seekers and advice for them, uh, one on school leaders or younger job seekers, um, so graduates as well. Um, how about one on career shifting, so looking to change careers, or perhaps one on returning to work, so you might have taken a career break or been traveling um, and now looking to get back into work or none of the above. Just let us know in the, in the text box ideas for webinars or people you'd like to hear from. Okay, that's it for me. I'm now going to hand over to Tricia from the Daily Mirror who's going to do your live Q&A. Um, if we don't have a chance to, to answer all your questions today, fear not, we will get back to you via email or if you've given us your Twitter handle over Twitter. But that's it for me and thank you very much. So over to Tricia. Um, thanks, Charlotte. That was absolutely brilliant. Lots of excellent stuff, tips, advice, which hopefully is going to inspire a lot of people and help them um, with their New Year job search. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Tricia Phillips. Um, I'm the careers editor at the Daily Mirror newspaper. I write a weekly Mirror Jobs column. Um, it's all about helping people to find work. I'm passionate about helping people. I know it's tough out there at the moment. Even though there's supposed to be more jobs around, it's still quite tough to find them and get them. Um, make sure you check out the job section every Thursday as well as listening to these webinars from Fish for Jobs. Um, I'm here to answer your questions and help you with your individual concerns and dilemmas on your job search. First of all, I'd like to say thank you very much to everyone for joining us. Um, firstly, I'm going to say hello to Stephen who's sent a note to us saying he wants to resign from his current job. He's actually wondering how he should do it, whether he should write a letter or email. Um, firstly, Stephen, um, well, Congratulations. I hope you're going to do a fab new job. I'd recommend that you should really resign in person if you can. I'd pop in your boss's office, have a quick chat to them. You really want to leave on good terms if you can, just in case you want to venture back and you want to get a decent reference. Um, if that's not possible, then I would hand over a typed or handwritten letter so that you know it's definitely been received. 
emails can sometimes be a bit unreliable. I know that I get huge numbers of important ones that I should be getting. I don't get them every day and people keep ringing me up and they have to resend them or I have to dig them out of my quarantine. So I would do that. Um, if you need a bit of help on a resignation letter, there's a template on Fish for Jobs in the careers, exi- careers advice bit. So um, that'll help you pull something together. Um, hi to Martin. He's wondering if he should always go to interviews in a suit and a tie, especially if he's applying for jobs at, say, a creative agency. Ooh, tricky one, this one, Martin. Many workplaces now are a lot less formal than they used to be, especially, as you say, young and creative firms. The basic rule of for interviews is that you need to be smart, clean, and well-presented. Suited and booted, probably best if you're going for a professional job, say, in a bank, an insurance broker, something in legal. But dressing more formally for any other job won't mean that you get binned, but if you're too casual, that could sort of backfire on you and it could mean that you do get binned. Um, If interviewers could think if you've got a bit of a sloppy look that your work's going to be a bit sloppy too, um, I'd say do a little bit of research on the industry, the company, see what the workers actually wear. And definite no-nos are things like ripped jeans, dirty trainers, scruffy clothing with buttons missing, things like that, they are never going to help you land a job. So it's almost a bit of research, and then you can see where you think you stand for that interview, but definitely err on the side of smart rather than too casual. Um, Heather wants to know what um, what I think about um, video CVs and whether they're effective. Um, Heather, it depends on the job you're applying for, whether it's going to enhance your application or it might just hinder the process and turn off the firm you're applying to if it sort of holds them up and they've got a lot of people to get through. Um, if a firm asks for it, I would say you've definitely then got to send one. Certain industries, such as theatre, the arts, if you're doing promotional work, um, could help you to stand out, but make sure the quality is good if you are going to do one and send one off. Um, Albert wants to know, um, he, works in, he wants to work in sales, sorry, but um, at the moment he's got just customer service experience and he wants to know how he should word this on his CV. Um, Albert, customer service is a great skill to have when it comes to sales. It's part sales. It's part of the, um, the skill set that you need for sales. You need to show um, the crossover between the two jobs. You've probably been selling more than you already think. I don't know what type of customer service role you've had, but a lot of people, even when they're, sell- when they're on the phone doing customer service, are actually doing a bit of a sales job at the same time. You need to look at the job advert, work out what you've done that matches what they're looking for, and make sure you spell out on the CV that you are the right person for the job. Um, Glenn says he's struggling to keep up the Junie's search for work, and he wonders if we've got any tips. Well, as Charlotte just said, this is tough. Um, you know, I know it's really hard out there, and it might seem like you're on a bit of a production line when you're sending off applications for jobs. Um, basics, you need to treat each job as the first one, as if you're applying for your very first job. Nice, fresh approach, and totally believe that you're the right person for that job. A lot of passion, determination reflect in your cover letter and CV, and you'll, that's how you're going to shine when you're applying for them. And if you're a bit downbeat, your, your applications might seem a bit flat. So, you know, try and go for a little walk, smile at yourself, think happy thoughts, and go for it. Um, just to remind everybody, um, don't forget, there's loads of resources on the Fish for Fish for Jobs website, go to fish4.co.uk forward slash careers dash advice. You'll find CV help, advice, templates, whatever you are, whether you're young, older, a graduate, or just you need some generic help with pulling together a CV, you can 
download them and they'll help you get on your way. You can also get some advice on how to write a good personal profile. You know, that's one of the trickiest things for people. Um, if you're heading for an interview, if you're looking to get an interview, then check out what the most common questions are that you're going to be asked or possibly asked and also find out what the most common mistakes are so you can try and avoid them. You can also find out how to make social media work for you because um, that can be a bit of a minefield at the moment and can put employers off. So definitely click on to all that advice, use it. It's there to be used. Um, hi to Lucas, who's wondering if he should ask for feedback after an interview or wait until they get back to him. Um, it's definitely always best to get some sort of feedback so you can learn from it and possibly if you don't get a job especially you can find out you know what they didn't like or possibly what you if you did anything wrong or anything that put them off or possibly if you had any skills or any experience lacking so you can actually go and do something about it um, it is good to ask at the end because it's good to ask a few questions and maybe just say how you got on after an interview, if you just get a simple standard thanks but no thanks, then I'd say definitely go back to the interviewer or the agency and ask them for a bit more detail because it's the only way you're going to move forward. And as we said, it can be heart, you know, heartbreaking to keep applying for job after job and not get anywhere. Um, interesting one from Eve, who's um, told us that she's got told she slouched too much in a recent interview, um, but that everything else was good. And she's asking if it's really such a big deal. Well, Eve, yes it is, because if it means you don't get the job, then it's a massive deal, and especially in this tough jobs market. Basically, slouching gives us the impression that you don't really care, you're not interested in the job. Um, an interviewer is going to translate that as you're a bit lazy, you're unmotivated, and you won't care about the job either. So, you know, sitting up straight, all those basics of sitting up straight, making eye contact, nice firm handshake. There, um, people give that advice out for a reason, because that, they are some of the really silly reasons why people don't get a job. Seems silly when you've got the right experience, you've got a great CV and you are the person for the job and then something really small lets you down. So Eve, definitely it's a big deal and I would say to anyone, try and sit up straight and be alert um, during interviews. Fiona is looking for a job abroad, possibly in the Middle East. She wants to know if job board, if jobs boards advertise foreign jobs. Um, yeah, they do, Fiona. Um, fish for jobs, do advertise opportunities overseas. If you're looking for a specific industry, you may need to sort of head to a more specialist site, but you know, I don't know which industry you're looking for, so you'll need to do a little bit of research yourself to find that. Um, Daniel says um, he's got experience in health and retail, but he wants to apply, and he wants to apply for jobs in each of them. He wants to know whether he needs to make two different CVs. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, firstly, so your CV's not confusing, but also you should create a new CV for every job you apply for and tailor it to that job. Daniel, um, you need to look at the skills, experience that they advertise for the job and then reflect those on your CV, spell out why you're the right person for a particular job, not just any job. If you start sending out a CV that says talks about health and you're applying for a job in the retail industry, they're going to think that they've got your CV in the wrong pile. So definitely have two separate CVs, but make sure you do tailor them as well and tweak them for each job. Um, Rachel's got another CV question. She explains that she's worked for the same company for 30 years um, since she was 18. That's good going, Rachel. Um, but she was recently made redundant, unfortunately. She's got she has experience plus CV, still only seems to be a half page long. She's wondering if that's an issue. Um, yes, Rachel, definitely an issue. It's going to look as if you've achieved nothing over the past 30 years. And I bet you've gathered enough experience, skills and expertise to um, probably write a book. Um, CV should be ideally two pages long. You need to think about things like have you moved roles 
within the company over the, the last 30 years, taken on new responsibilities, gained any new professional qualifications, have you trained others? Um, as I said to Daniel, you need to look at the job advert and tell the firm via your CV why you are the right person for the job. Look at the detail, mirror that on your CV, spell out how brilliant you are with, the exam with examples that back up your skills and experience. You're going to have a lot of that. You're just going to have to look a little bit deeper into what you've done possibly break the job down but make sure you keep it sort of to um, the most recent things that you've achieved and any qualifications or anything you've got make sure you let them know that you've got the latest qualifications and that you are up to speed with the industry um, Tracy wants to work for a Premier Football League a Premier League football team, sorry, and she wants to know how she should go about landing a job there, should she go via their website or the job board um, firstly Tracy, I'd go to their website, see if they've got any jobs advertised there and um, find out how they like you to apply. It's also um, worth signing up for Pacific Job Alerts on Fish for Jobs um, and maybe as you've got a Pacific area in mind and a say, Pacific team, I don't know whether it's a team or just any team, it might be worth just sending them a letter um, and to their PR people, letting them know that you really want to work for them and you know, showing them the passion, skills and expertise you could bring to their, um, to their club. Um, just a reminder, everyone, um, don't forget, there's loads of resources on the Fish for Jobs website. Make sure you go on fishfor.co.uk forward slash careers dash advice and you'll find templates, advice, tips, all the things you need to make sure that you, um, that you apply for the jobs the right way and with the best chances of getting them. Um, hi to Roxanne. She wants to know how to email her CV for work placements. Um, that's a simple one, Roxanne. You just need to go to a company's website and go to the Contact Us page and get your CV off to them. Just make sure you make it a little bit relevant to each company that you're applying to. Let them know why you want to go and work for them and that you are interested in that area. Do a little bit of background research first as well. I've got Evelyn and Trevor who are asking about age-related issues. Um, Evelyn's asking how she can account for jobs she did more than 15 years ago. She's wondering whether she, show that she should show them all on her CV or leave them off. Um, basically, there's a word that I use a lot. Um, Evelyn, it's relevance. Um, you need, when you're sort of over a certain age, you don't want to give that away and you know, be put on the reject pile before you've had the chance to get an interview and shine and show them that you are wonderful. Try and avoid anything that gives your age away. It's sort of usual to go back around 10 years on your CV unless a job is totally relevant to the one you're applying for. You need to make your CV sound very current, not like you're talking about things that happened 20 years ago. You, you need to make people know that, you know, an employer know that you're up to date with everything, that you're experienced, you've got experience in today's workplace, skills are up to date. If, say, you're going back to a former career, then it would probably be worth including something from the past and the jobs and experience you gained then, um, because obviously that would show that you, you, know, you, you, are, in, you are applying in the right area. Um, Jabba Ali wants to know how to make a CV stand out from the crowd. Ooh, this is the $64 million question, this one. But there are things that you can do to help stay on the, um, on the, on the yes pile rather than be, being on the reject pile. Firstly, make sure it's not too long. As I said earlier on, it's two pages maximum. You've literally got seconds to grab the attention of um, whoever's reading your CV. So, um, and you are probably up against quite a lot of other people. So you need to make sure that your personal profile actually tells this person who's reading your CV something. It just isn't full of cliches and meaningless words. Um, spell out why you're the right person for this job with a little introduction to you, your skills, any experience you've got, match your skills with the job advert. 
and of course make sure you double check your spelling and grammar because really they are no nose and you are going to get binned if you have anything like that that's wrong on your CV they are very basic and that is given a poor impression of yourself um, ACIA, hopefully I've pronounced that right, or ASIA, I'm not sure, um, wants to know what um, we think about creative CVs with pictures, logos, etc. Um, this one depends on the industry you're in. If it's a media creative firm you're applying to, you might want to show a bit more of your creative side, but the basics still apply, that you should make it easy to read and follow with information the reader, you know, the reader needs to decide um, whether to bring you in for an interview or not. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a feature on the um, Mirror Jobs pages about a girl who baked an apple pie. Well, actually, she baked several of them over a weekend until she got it absolutely perfectly right, and she delivered to a fun, creative young firm. And um, she reckons that that was what helped her stand out from the crowd, and she got the job. Um, you need to think about what the job is, what they're looking for, and try and replicate some of that in your CV. It's this thing I keep hopping on about. I'm sure people are bored hearing it now. It's make it relevant to the job and, um, you know, make sure that it's standing out for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. Um, Gary wants to know if there's any benefit to using websites such as LinkedIn. Yes, there is, Gary. Um, recruiters use LinkedIn to search for potential candidates, and they often contact people via the site. But what you need to do is make sure that your profile is updated, you know, try and join some groups, link up with others in your chosen industry so you can build up a good professional network and make it look like you know your stuff and you are very interested in the industry. Lynn and Fiona one, are both saying that they've applied for loads of jobs and they rarely get any feedback. They're both getting pretty disillusioned. Um, sorry, girls, um, it is quite hard out there, but the problem at the moment is that just the sheer quantity, quantity, quality quantity of job applications and the lack of manpower at many firms means that you know this is happening pretty frequently it's really not acceptable but at the moment it's a fact of life in the current jobs market what you need to do is follow up first of all ensure that they've got your application and ask for some feedback um, I know it's difficult to keep going but you will find that job with a bit of perseverance you will get it and it'll be worth waiting for and also it's worth taking a quick look at your CV if you're not getting interviews then it may need a tweak here and there Maybe try changing things, create a new one that's relevant for each job, make sure that it is relevant. Um, just a reminder, don't forget all the resources on the Fish4 website. Um, just keep plugging this in case you missed me earlier on. Um, Anne's got in touch. She's had two jobs recently where she was let go due to personality clashes with the owners. Um, she wants to know how best to get around this when she's asked to interviews for the reason for leaving her jobs. Um, best not to mention it, Anne. Definitely. Um, I would go along the lines of say that the job wasn't what it was advertised to be. You didn't find it fulfilling. You want a bigger challenge. I'd use those sort of words. I would don't um, ever get into sort of a bit of a slagging match against an ex-boss or, you know, um, diss anybody in an interview. It's not the best way to um, to. Um, go forward. Oh, and just to let everybody know that um, the webinar will be available um, to download um, at a, um, after it's taken place. It'll probably be sometime in the next few days. Just keep an eye on the homepage at Fish for Jobs, and it'll let you, we'll let you know when it's available. Um, Farrell has just has graduated with an accounting and finance degree in May, but recent work experience he's had um, has been in database, and he wants to know how to get that job how to get the job you want in accounting and finance. Um, basically, Farrell, get your degree high up on your CV. Make sure you spell out in your personal profile that you are looking for a job in accounting and finance. Use that work experience that you've had in data, 
space um, to show that you've done some real work, you've been in a real workplace, spell out the transferable skills and it's that you've picked up while you've been there um, that are going to help you in your future job in finance, you know, things like working competently on computers, collating, accuracy, your attention to detail, all of those things are going to be important in, your, in the accountancy and finance world too. Just take a good look at what you've done and, and work out what you can then put on your CV to make it really relevant and show that, you know, this is the area you want to go into. Um, Daniel is saying that he got a third class from his first degree he took, but then he went on and got a master's um, from a top university. He wants to know how he can um, focus on the latter as opposed to the former. Um, well done on your master's, Daniel. But basically, you don't need to put the grade um, when you're talking about your degrees and things. Just put a BA or BSc next to the entry on your CV. Um, Joanne says that she was at school a long time ago, um, same as me, Joanne, and um, she wondered if it's okay to just list exams passed and use the space, you know, more for skills and employment. Um, basically, I would keep your um, education detail very basic, Joanne, and um, certainly don't list the dates. A lot of employers will ask for at least uh, C in English and Maths at O-level or GCSE. Um, what you should focus on more is your experience, your ability to do the job, the fact that you're ready to go, um, and you don't need a sort of training. Spell out, you know, the achievements you've made and, you know, basically blow your trumpet about how great you are. Amy um, asked if I'd recommend contacting and speaking to someone on the phone or email to speak about a job, um, as it might mean they're more likely to remember her name when they're looking through CVs. Um, Amy, you probably won't be able to get through to someone direct. Most firms either use agencies for their recruitment and get them to shortlist, or they've just got a generic email. It might have a person's name on it, but there probably isn't just one person sat there going through and answering emails. Um, it, may, um, it may work against you, this, because it may put you on their radar as a bit of a pest, um, basically, um, before, they've, um, before they've even seen your skills and your talent on your CV. Um, best, a better thing to do would be make sure that your CV stands out, gets you to the top of the yes pile um, from all the different bits of advice we've given you and the advice you'll find on the website. Um, Anne Kip wants to know if you have to list all your responsibilities and all the jobs you have on your CV for the whole of your work and life. Um, basically, Anne, it's that relevance word again. You, need, you only need to include what is relevant to the role you're applying for. Um, must be in reverse chronological order with the most recent first and you work back, but you need to make sure that you don't leave any gaps. Um, put the most information in about the jobs that you've had that are relevant to the jobs that you're applying for. Keep the other ones to a minimum. You, as I said earlier, you need to really go back about 10 years or your CV could look a bit dated and irrelevant and you could reveal your age if you're a slightly older person um, by going back too far. Um, just a reminder that um, the webinar will be available after this. Um, we'll, put, we'll put a note on the Fish4 um, homepage just to let you know when you can download it. And don't forget, there's loads more advice on the website, CV, templates, advice, cover letters, all sorts, how to write a personal profile, interview help, and um, tips about using social media and making it work for you. Um, hi, Simone. Um, she wants to know if you need to include a cover letter when filling in an online application form. Um, Simone, yes. Um, as Charlotte said in her presentation, a lot of people don't include cover letters, so this could help to make you stand out. It also means you can add out any, anything extra um, that they haven't asked on your application that you think might make them just you know, pick you rather than somebody else um, to go in for an interview. Kevin wants to know if it's worth paying somebody to write your CV. 
Ooh, tricky one, Kevin. It could be, but a lot of the firms who do this charge hundreds of pounds and you have to work out whether you can afford that in the first place. Um, some do a really good job, others not so great. The problem is trying to find the one that's right and the one that will create a killer CV for you. Um, you don't really need to do that because you can do it yourself. You know, as I keep saying, we've got loads of tips and advice on the website. Read my jobs pages every week or else and give advice about writing a CV. I mean, you don't need to do that much yourself except fill in all the information. So have a go yourself. See if it works. If you get some reviews, then you know it's working. If not, then possibly go down the route of paying somebody. But just be wary how much they're charging you and what they're going to actually give you for that. Um, Cynthia is working on an EFL teach in, working in the EFL teaching field. She's a French native, but she's near native English. Um, she wants to know how to make herself desire more desirable in this field on a CV. Um, well done, Cynthia. Good news is that you're going to be in demand. Um, there's lots of jobs in the UK from customer service roles, jobs in legal firms, sales jobs that um, are crying out for people who've got several languages, what you need to do is make sure you spell out that you are um, multilingual in your personal statement. Um, Susan, hello. She's um, leaving her current job due to ill health. Sorry to hear that, Susan. Um, and you want to know whether you have to state why you left your job when you're applying for new ones. Um, it's best to be really honest because um, something might come back and bite you at a later date if you do sort of lie and are a bit lenient with the truth, Susan. So, and basically, a lot of employers will understand that you know time taken off due to ill health is not a bad thing. And what you need to do is then reassure them that you're fit, ready to go, and you're now ready for um, for work and a new challenge. Dennis wants to know um, how to tailor a CV when applying for a role in a new sector, and um, possibly what keywords you should include um, in the profile statement. Well, then this will depend on the sector that you're going into. You need to really read the job specification carefully, tailor your CV to match that. You'll get the keywords from the job specification. Find out what they're looking for. Um, pick out past experience that you've had that crosses over into, the new, into a new role. Include any work experience, placements, volunteering that you've possibly done during studying. And basically, you've just got to show that you can do this job and that you've got the right attitude and attributes to do it. Tina is looking for a new job while still working for a current employer. She wants to know if she has to put references on her CV. Um, no, you don't, Tina. You, um, you don't need to put contact details. In fact, really for data protection, you shouldn't give out other people's personal information. So all you need to do is simply put on the end of your CV references available on request, and then you can give them out possibly after you've been for a CV or if they ask for them in, the between, in between time. Marie wants to know how short a personal statement should be. Um, probably it needs to be a short paragraph, probably four to five lines or so, very top of your CV, just a summary of why you're the right person for the job, listing your skills and any experience you've got, and also make sure you spell out at the top what job you're looking for and what sector you want to be in. You'd be surprised at how many CVs we see where there is no mention of any sector, any industry, um, and we're left guessing and employers are left guessing what sort of um, industry this person wants to work in. Um, Anthony has been self-employed for a few years. Um, he's had contracts, but they've been, they haven't been back-to-back, -back, so there's been a few gaps. He wants to know if he should put his company as his employer and put contacts as put the contracts as projects. Great idea, Anthony. Um, it'll be a good way of ordering it on your CV and in theory you have employed yourself, so that is a good way to do it. 
Um, just a reminder again that we've got loads of resources on the Fish4 website. Make sure you use them. You know, they will help you pull together a really good CV. They'll give you some good tips and guidance if you're heading off for an interview. And also make sure you go through the social media um, media bit because it does it will help. There's a lot of mistakes that people make in that area, so you need to avoid those at all costs. Um, just bear in mind, 80% of employers head straight onto Facebook and Twitter accounts to check out people before they even look at their CV properly and decide to bring them in for an interview. So just check out what's on there to make sure that you're not, you've got no silly pictures or anything else or irrelevant um, posts. Um, Evelyn wants to know how to use LinkedIn when she's applying for different roles. Basically, even you can search for jobs on LinkedIn. You, um, you know, it's just like jobs boards such as Fish4. Um, make sure, basically, you keep your profile up to date. Don't make it look like it's something you've left neglected, dusty on a shelf. Um, employers search for candidates on LinkedIn, so you need to make sure that what they see is basically um, it's something that's relevant and up to date. Um, Bill wants to know um, how he can disguise his age and... Um, He's been with the same firm for the last 20 years. Um, Bill, 20 years isn't that long, actually. That's good. What You, you, you don't need to um, disguise it. You need to think of the 20 years as good, solid experience um, rather than a hindrance. Um, spell out that you're raring to go and you won't need training or hand-holding like younger applicants will. Show that you're up to date with the latest technology. You know, focus on recent experience and achievements. Make sure that you focus on this sort of the last couple of years rather than the 20 years ago, although you can say that you've got that good experience. People do, people do value that, so um, don't let that put you off. Use it to your, your advantage. Um, Kevin wants to know why we use a chronological format on CVs. Um, it's basically it's to give them some sort of order, but it's not an absolute rule. Um, but when you send out your CV, you do want the best chance of landing an interview, so you need to make it simple, straightforward, so that when the recruiter's reading it, they can see you're the right person for the job and everything's written down logically. It makes, makes you seem like a bit of a logical person as well. If you didn't do it that way, it could end up a bit of a jumbled mess and would probably definitely end up on the reject pile. Any wants to know if we've got any templates she can use for adapting the formatting of her CV? Yes, yes, and yes, Amy. We've got loads of CV templates, whatever your age, older, younger, graduates, and generic ones to suit all needs, circumstances. Um, if you look below the webinar on the website, you can find links to them. Um, bon Bosnia, I think, is the name, um, wants to know what sort of MCVs employers prefer. Um, basically, a maximum of two pages because usually they've got quite a lot to get through. Um, as I've said a few times, making it relevant. You don't need to tell your life story. Um, and just the basic rule is longer ones end up in the reject pile. Um, nice, simple formatting. Use a font that's easy to read. All of those things will, will help you out. Um, Sarah was asking us, oh, sorry, I've just answered this, but I'll answer your question, Sarah. She wants to know if the webinar is available to download. Yes, yes, it will be available on the Fish4 um, Jobs homepage in the next few days. Keep an eye out. We'll post it probably towards the end of the week. Um, Maxine is asking, how many previous jobs should you have on your CV? Um, Maxine, that one's going to depend on how old you are and how many jobs you've actually had. Um, but older workers probably need to only go back around 10 years, as I've said, the main thing, keep it relevant, make sure you only include stuff that shows that you're the right person for the job that you're applying for. If you've got 
um, lots and lots of jobs. And if you've got work experience that isn't relevant to the jobs that you're applying for, keep them off. But as I said earlier, don't <clears throat> excuse me, don't leave any gaps. Otherwise, employers are going to wonder what you're up to. So keep the um, reverse chronological order. Just keep things that are not relevant to a minimum. Um, Sean um, has been out of work. He's out of work, sorry, and he's 43, and he's looking for a new. He needs a new challenge. He's not sure where to start looking. He wants to sell mortgages, but he's applied for jobs and he's finding that his age is holding him back. Um, unfortunately, Sean, um, there are employees out there who are ageist. Um, maybe you could look at jobs a little higher, at a little slightly higher level, um, and show them that you know you've got lots of experience and skills. That mean you'll get up to speed quickly. Um, Possibly you could do some training to get you um, up to the next level um, and try and maybe get some work experience, you know, shadow someone, do a bit of voluntary work just to st in the right area just so that you can um, you can show that you are the right person for the job. I suppose it's just trying to stand out. 43 isn't old, by the way. Um, and also just make sure that you're not putting this on your CV. Um, just keep your age off there so that you've got a chance of landing some interviews. Um Quentin is um, is a graduate with an MSc and um, says that employees are asking for experience, but he doesn't have any. Basically, um, this is the um, this is a problem, a catch-22 for a lot of grads. Um, what you need to do is try and get that experience, possibly through a free internship or some sort of placement. There's quite a lot of those around. If you look on some of the grad specialist sites, you'll find that there's lots listed there. The government has got a big campaign to try and help people. Maybe um, try and um, do some um, some voluntary work as well. That would get you. That would get you some experience. Something you can put on your CV, and you could be looking for jobs as well at the same time. So it shows you've got a bit of nous, um, that you've got the um, you know the nous to actually get your foot in the door somewhere. And um, also maybe use LinkedIn and contact employers directly. They'll contact you as well via that via there. And um, Manny wants to know um, how to construct a good job supporting statement. Um, Basically, Manny, you need to include facts and figures to wow potential employers. Um, an example of a good a good bit of work that you did, example, uh, say you um, you exceeded a sales target, um, you brought in um, so much cash, um, the fact that you maybe saved the company some money, but just spell it out with a little example of something you actually did so that when you go to interviews, well, you can actually chat about it and it's something real. Um, Charlene wants to know, um, she wants to change careers to a new industry and she wants to know how to go about it. Um, basically, Charlene, you need to find out whether you need any extra training or any extra qualifications, first of all, to get into that industry. I don't know how old you are. It possibly might be that if you're under 24, you could get an apprenticeship so you could train, earn and learn. Maybe do some volunteering so you can try out some new industries if you don't know which one you want to go into. Um, look for placements, work experience, just anywhere to get your foot in the door so that you can go in there, wow them in, and hopefully if there are jobs, often they, you know, people will consider people who are doing work experience for full-time jobs. Good way. I do lots of features showing how people have got jobs actually through work experience. It does work. Um, Julie wants, um, wants to know what percentage of jobs are not advertised. Um, as Charlotte said earlier, about 70% um, recruiters use things like um, Fish for Jobs database to search um, for CVs for candidates. Sometimes they actually don't want to cope with the demand of people applying for the job, so they actually go to people direct um, 
basically. So I would get your CV onto um, Fish for Jobs and that could be the way you land your next job. Um, Salongo wants to, would an honest answer um, be acceptable um, when, or when, when you ask, when, when they ask about salary stroke benefits, um, you know, or why do you want this job? Um, although honesty doesn't always look great, it shows, it shows that you're, um, Oh, it shows that you're upfront about the money that you want and stuff like stuff like that. Sorry, so long. I just lost my concentration for a second. Um, Hazel's saying that she hasn't had a job for nine months and she feels that this gap is affecting her chances of getting a job. Right? And Hazel, um, nine months isn't that much, isn't that long in this jobs market. There's going to be people who've been out of work for a lot longer than that. Um, basically, um, you know, you just need to try and fill that bit of time. Possibly you might have done some refresher, you might have updated your qualifications, have you done a bit of voluntary work, have you done a bit of work experience anywhere, have you been caring for somebody at home, have you been doing helping out somebody, a friend who's got a company or a business, just fill that nine months with something and also you don't have to put exact, exact dates like the 21st of January when you finished a job, you could, if you were paid for a couple of months after you finished your last job, you could stretch out that in theory you were working up until the time you were paid so you might easily be able to lose nine months or at least a quite a chunk of that. Um, also, um, there's another Hazel actually who's um, returning to the UK after 15 years and um, wants to know how to convince employers to hire her. Um, basically, Hazel, your experience and your life skills and often if you've been working abroad somewhere, people look on that as like a bit of an adventure and the fact that you've got a bit of get up and go about you. Um, so you basically just need to reassure employers that you're going to stay in the UK and that you're not going to suddenly jet off again um, and that you're, um, you know, this is where you're, um, you're basically, um, you know, you want to stay and this is where you want to be for, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, basically, um, that's virtually as many questions as I can answer today, guys. I'm, I'm really sorry if I didn't get um, to your questions, but I hope that you found the, web, the webinar really useful. Um, I hope it helps you um, bag your next job. Thank you for taking part. And just to remind you, you'll be able to download it and listen to it again if you missed anything or if you want to catch up on any extra bits. Um, just keep an eye on the fish for homepage and um, in the next few days and we'll, um, we'll put a link on there for you to click on it. Anyway, thanks and have a good afternoon, everybody. Okay, thanks, Tricia. That's great. As I mentioned, if we didn't get a chance to answer your question, we'll come back to you on email or Twitter. Thanks, everyone, for attending. Um, we do have more careers advice on fishforjobs.co.uk forward slash careers um, hyphen advice. And do follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest jobs and career advice. Thank you and goodbye.